Welcome to Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here this morning with Andy Barrar in studio, broadcasting live across Canada. Got a great show for you today. Of course, we'll be going open line later on in the program, taking your tech calls and questions. We've got uh, a cool guest uh, coming on uh, in a bit. Uh, his name is Dr. Thomas Keenan. He's written a book called Techno Creep, The Surrender of Privacy and the Capitalization of Intimacy. This is an interesting book and yeah. some of the things he's covered, basically saying that uh, technology is uh, taking away all of our privacy. Well, you've, which, been, you've which, been saying that for years. I've been saying for for years, but um, he's brought up a, a lot of great points. Uh, he'll also talk to us about how to decreep your digital profile. So I'm interested to hear uh, his thoughts on that as well. Absolutely. Um, it, it is amazing when you think about uh, privacy or the lack of privacy online. We have services like Amazon and even Google that, that know us better than our own family members do. Oh, my God. Amazon and, and, is, like, super creepy. Oh, and, and it's just like getting easier. In a, in a fun way. <laughs> well, in an expensive way. Yeah. Uh, just that the fact that they know what you're interested in and yeah. buying. Even if you get those emails from Amazon, it's very much catered. It is a, it's amazingly targeted. It is creepy. Like, how do they know I need a new razor? Like, seriously. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're going to need one. I don't know if you've seen Andy lately, but he's uh, growing his beard out here in November. Well, you know, it's cold outside, so I thought I'd insulate my face with a nice big beard. Or uh, instead, of, like instead of just a Movember mustache, do a beard member. Okay, you look like a crazy man. I, <laughs> I can't wait for November to be over. Um, some interesting news, tech news this week. Uh, YouTube has uh, announced uh, their beta of Music Key. Just down in the U.S. to start, and I think over in the U.K., this is a, a new subscription service for music on YouTube. Yes. Um, it's interesting in what they're trying to do. They want basically people to pay $8 a month to listen to music on YouTube ad-free. The thing is, people have been listening to music on YouTube for free yeah. since the inception of YouTube. And most of them don't care about the ads. Exactly. Yeah. Because I, I look at my kids... They are on YouTube constantly listening to music. That's where they listen to music. But there's a lot of competition in this space yeah. for streaming music. You have audio. You have songs, which is free, playlists. Spotify. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play Music. Now YouTube is also trying to get into that game. The only difference is, Mike, I, don't, I think people are so used to getting free content on YouTube, they won't be able to wrap their heads around paying for something that they've already been getting for free. Yeah, that is a tough one. And, you know, it just brings up the larger issue of um, the music artists as well, who uh, I, I guess in general the music industry, from what they're saying, uh, revenue is down year after year. And it's because no one's buying physical music anymore, you know, CDs. Those are uh, going the way of the dodo. And not enough are buying the music you know, like on iTunes and what have you. Everyone's going either to get it free or to these streaming subscription services like Artie or Spotify for like 10 bucks a month. But even those right now haven't really hit critical mass enough to really pay back the artists in a meaningful way. Like streaming services are very, very popular, but they're not mainstream like you mentioned. You don't have soccer moms on Spotify. It's It still is very not yet. niche. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. But... What you look when you look at RDO and Spotify, they're offering free um, service as well. But then they they added on that if you pay, you'll get 
uh, more service, like the yeah. ability to listen to music offline, not having to be connected to the internet. Yeah. And so I'm trying to figure out how YouTube is going to do that. Like I've been to parties, Mike, where people are using YouTube as the uh, kind of DJ, and it never really works because if you're <laughs> Luke, if, Luke in the control room's nodding. <laughs> if you're at a party and someone's like, you know, they've had a couple of drinks. Oh, you got to listen to this song. Yeah. And then they they try to play it. And like the party's going, and then suddenly you got this pre-roll ad that you have to listen to before for the a song. Viagra ad or something. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then they leave their computer after to dance or do whatever. Yeah, and then they don't put another song on after, so it kills the mood and it drives me nuts. So I I get very frustrated when people use YouTube as as basically their DJ. But it, you it know, doesn't the, really work. So these streaming services, they're charging 10 bucks a month. Uh, they're starting to get users on board. Spotify is one of the bigger ones out in the world right now. We're just recently coming to Canada. They've got about 28 million users. 50 million users. 50, okay, 50 sorry. million users worldwide. 12 and a half million of those users are paying for Spotify. Okay, which sounds like a lot, but it's still not enough to really get the money back to absolutely the absolutely because they're keeping 30 percent from what i understand it, it, it's a very Some, somewhere in there of the of the money coming in yeah it's very it's I, I'm, I was always curious about this business model because imagine you're an artist and your hit song plays on spotify you get like point zero 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 one of a penny yes for for every e stream for every stream so it's I, I can see from an artist's point of view why they don't like it taylor swift took all her entire music catalog off Spotify recently because she wanted it to only be available for paid users. And Spotify said, no, we want your I, music. Yeah, I think that's an interesting move. So Taylor Swift, a very popular artist right now, kind of half country, half pop, um, has had a few hit albums, just has come out with another hit album. So she was unhappy with the terms of her Spotify agreement, yeah. not getting enough money in. And so she pulled all of her content off there. She's in a in a unique position to do that, right? I would say ninety nine percent of the other artists out there can't do that. They need Spotify. They need the, they need services like Spotify. Taylor Swift can because she's got some hit albums going. Exactly, and she what, actually has the fastest selling album in the last twelve years with about one point three million in sales for her new album, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So she she has that ability to do it, but other players, um, you know, artists, independent artists. They need Spotify basically to build their fan base, and then they can make money maybe going on tour. But that's the only way I think a lot of these artists make money now. They're not making money selling, selling their music. Yeah, it's from the all, show that they from present. the shows. Yeah, and um, that's which really, is tough, right? It, it is tough you know, because then you like have to ground it out. You've built up your your music, and you maybe got some songs that people are getting into, uh, but you can't make any money selling it. It's, it is sad. You can just make money selling T-shirts and getting people to come to your concert. Absolutely. And it's been like that for a long time, especially the record deals. They have what they call these 360 uh, deals where they'll give artists money up front. Yeah. But now when they go on tour, the record company is taking um, some sales from your T-shirts and your album. Oh, yeah, because they got to recoup that. They're not making money selling the music. Exactly. and the, they're, they're not making money from the subscription. <laughs> and it's very similar to like uh, the film industry where one artist might make the money for all the 99 artists that didn't work, yeah. that didn't make those sales. So it's a, it's a tricky world right now with everything gone digital. I see Garth Brooks, uh, one of the biggest country music guys out there, um, He's launched his own music service, I think called Ghost Tunes. 
Really? Have you seen <laughs> seen this? So it's it's basically kind of like an iTunes, but his own thing. Uh, he's got a few other big artists on there. I can't remember all of them, but um, I guess he launched it because he wants control of how much he sells the music for. Absolutely. But, you know, when you start doing that, you're really fragmenting the market. Like, it, then you've got to basically uh, promote that service to get his music. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. And you think about all these subscription services. Are we going to see a day where you're paying $8 a month for Netflix? You're paying $8 a month for YouTube Music Key? And Well, yeah, I was talking to Jill Bennett this morning about that uh, on her radio show. Um, and she was, she made that point. Like you're going to start having all these subscriptions and it's going to be like a hundred bucks a month. Exactly. Right. So is it really going to work? And then you have players like Garth Brooks who are trying to make their own service and make you pay at the same time. It's, uh, it's going to, it sounds expensive. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about technology creeping into our privacy. Uh, we've got a, a very cool guest on Dr. Thomas Keenan professor at the University of Calgary and author of Techno Creep. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network, right across Canada. We're going to talk uh, privacy right now. We've uh, got an interesting guest on the line. His name is Dr. Thomas Keenan, professor of uh, professor at the University of Calgary and author of Techno Creep. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for uh, joining us on the show today. It's my pleasure. So uh, this is something near and dear to my heart. I've been talking about this on my program for a few years now. How privacy is slowly being sucked away. You've you've uh, written a, a book about Techno Creep. What's the general premise behind it? The idea is that there are wheels turning within wheels that we don't know about. So, you know, one of the things that inspired it, I looked at a photo of a chandelier. It was at an estate sale. And all of a sudden, Google served up an ad for chandeliers.com. And my first thought was, hmm, I'm pretty technical. I will look at that image. Oh, it's called chandelier.jpg. That's how they got it. Then I read that Google is experimenting with image recognition. Maybe they know that's a chandelier. Maybe they know, you know, maybe they're looking through the camera of my computer at me. We don't know what they're doing, and that's why I wrote the book. And is it too late? (laughs) Are we just headed down this path, and is there nothing we can do? It's never too late, but every time you bring something into your life, you have to think about it. You know, Amazon has this wonderful, amazing new product called Echo, and it's kind of like a stationary version of Siri, and you can speak to it all the time. You can go, Echo, or I think you call it Alexa, Alexa, tell me, where can I get a good brunch in Vancouver today? And it will go out and scan all kinds of things and tell you about the deals. However, one of the interesting features is it's got seven microphones, and they're always on. People are already saying, you know, on the conspiracy theory websites, this is the NSA's newest tool. <laughs> this thing, ship it to our house, and now they'll be listening on those seven microphones. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know that we have no way to know. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily the NSA's secret tool. I think maybe it's Amazon. Yeah. It's just listening throughout the day. Just well, to, you know, Amazon's funny. I, my book is up on Amazon, and I keep learning. It keeps costing me money to check my own book because it says people who bought this also bought what stays in Vegas, you know, how Las Vegas uses <laughs> So I'm buying other people's books, but the funniest one was for a long time, if you bought Call of Duty, the video game, it said people who bought this also bought 
size 38 adult-sized disposable diapers. <laughs> really? I was revealing that gamers don't want to leave. Amazon, I, I tried to reproduce that when I was researching Technocreep, and Amazon now doesn't do that. They just show you other video games. And if you ask people who bought diapers, what else did they buy? They say, surprisingly, we have no suggestion for you. Surprisingly. Um, one of the things here, uh, there's a uh, a Russian-made uh, iPhone app, Girls Around Me. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell our listeners about this. It's, it's deceased, I think. The story is that it combined four square check-ins. You know, everybody under the age of 30 is probably going out there using Foursquare and saying, you know, I'm at this bar because they want their friends to know where they are. And it's, you know, pretty innocuous as long as you know what it's doing. What Girls Around Me did is it combined your Foursquare check-in with your Facebook profile. So Andy walks into the bar, sees a nice-looking girl, and goes, oh, okay, let me creep on her. Hmm, her name is Betty. She's not in a relationship, and her favorite band is the Bare Naked Ladies. Hello, Betty. <laughs> for, for the record, I never did do that. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, not yet. <laughs> but that's like, that is super creepy. It is, and the New York Times said it takes creepy to a new level. So I kept answering media calls about this, and I said, why is this thing creepy? What is it about it? And I realized it's because Andy, we won't say Andy anymore, Mike and Betty are, you know, at an imbalance. The guy with the phone knows a lot more, and it's kind of happening randomly. So I actually came up with dimensions of creepiness, one of which was the name. So Twitter sounds so innocuous. I mean, we know that lots of people are data mining our Twitter's tweets, but Twitter sounds like a little bird singing. Girls around me sounded sinister. And I have one in Technocreep called Boyfriend Tracker that if you slip it into somebody's phone, you can turn on the microphone. And it's being used in Brazil by girls who think their boyfriends are cheating on them. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah, I phone. think. Check your phone, boys. Yeah, I think a shiver just went down Andy's spine there. <laughs> Uh, another example, uh, Magic Band at uh, Disney theme parks. Disney theme parks are probably the creepiest place in North America. Now when you walk in, you're offered an RFID-containing band, and it's your key to the park. And you walk around, and as you walk around, they know exactly where you are, and the characters actually see where you're going. So you've got your five-year-old niece Sally with you, and her favorite character is Snow White. We're approaching Snow White. Snow White sees on her display Sally is approaching. Her birthday is. Her favorite character is Snow White. Her remaining spending limit for today is $39 because even kids can spend money with these bands. And, of course, it's, hi, Sally, I'm Snow White. Wow. Now, you can do without those bands. You can tell the Disney organization, I value my privacy. Don't give me that band. And they'll say, here's your paper ticket, sir. Use it, you get into the park, but you lose all your privileges. You know, the people at the band several times a day can go to the front of the line. Yeah. Imagine telling Sally, who says, why are we waiting in the sun on this line, Daddy? When those people go ahead, well, they don't value their privacy, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid dad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, like, yeah, maybe there's only like a dollar left on the spending there. What do you, well, what you know, Snow White say then? Beat it, kid? Yeah. To be fair, you can have the kids spending set to zero. Okay, but then the kid's going to say, why? Don't you trust me? It's kind of like this clandestine training to use dad's credit card. Crazy. So how do we decreep ourselves? Starting out with your email address. You know, we used to rant about your social insurance number, your social security number. Don't give that out. Forget about that now. They can probably get that from credit bureaus and so on. 
if you give your email, you can be tracked through that. I did a little creep out on my son who's in his 20s, and I just put, went out to Spokio, put in his email address that told me where he lived, and I called him up and I said, I hear you like such and such a band. He said, how'd you know that? I said, it's on your playlist on Last.fm. How'd you know I have a playlist? <laughs> it's all to your email. So have different ones for different purposes. One for work, one for shopping, one for your pornography subscriptions. Whatever you do, separate your life into compartments like that. And don't be afraid to tell a lie. When a site asks for your birthday, unless you want to give it to them, make up a birthday. I get birthday greetings almost every week from some company. I just have to try to remember what birthday Every day's your birthday. You're like Paris Hilton. Exactly. <laughs> and I call some great privacy experts who are on Wikipedia, like Brad Templeton. I said, Brad, your uh, birthday is up there. He said, oh, no, uh, actually, that's not my real birthday. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Well, uh, Dr. Keenan, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Where can uh, people uh, find out more about your book or get your book? Well, www.technocreep.com is its website. It's published by Greystone Books in Vancouver. It's on Amazon. It's in your favorite bookstore. And invite me to your town, and I'll sign a copy for you. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. That was Dr. Thomas Keenan, professor at University of Calgary and author of Technocreep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick that book up. I haven't read it yet. I, I think I'm going to have to read this book as well. It's, uh, it's mind-boggling just how much of our information is online and how much people can learn about you just by doing a couple of searches. Yeah, it's it's spooky. I'm going to open up the phone lines here. We're going to take any tech calls or questions now. We're going open line for the last bit of the show here. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance, we've got a toll-free number for you. It's 1-877-399-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. When we come back from the break, we will take your calls, and uh, Andy will also tell us, about this week's contest. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're going to open up the phone lines here, taking your tech calls and questions, kind of like your on-air tech support, or if you need buying advice, we can help you with that as well. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance anywhere in Canada... Toll-free number, 1-877-399-9898. Contest, Andy. Great contest this week. We're giving away the charger leash for micro-USBs. Uh, this is a really cool... I don't know if you saw this in the office. No, because I probably would have taken it. Actually, you need it. Okay. Okay? Here, let me, let me explain it to you. It's a charging cable for your smartphone. Yep. comes in either um, as a lightning cable for iPhones or micro-USB for Android phones. But what happens is a lot of people, they charge their phone, say, at a hotel... And they always forget their cable. I do all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I, I know this because you keep asking me for more cables. Yes. This charger leash, what it does is when you um, disconnect your phone, it sounds an alarm unless you disconnect the other side and take the cable with you. So it makes this like alarm noise that reminds you to take your cable with you just because so many people forget their cables um, when they're charging it when they're on the go. I will still forget it because I'll unplug it. I'll leave it on the counter. It's, well, yeah, <laughs> after you plug, <laughs> unplug it from the other side, you have to actually put it away or take it well, with you. Well, this thing you. sounds cool. Yeah, and it was, it was one of those, like, um, inventions that just happened by accident where someone's forgetting their cable all the time. It's like, you know, if I just had an alarm on this cable, yeah. I would not forget it. And so that's exactly what it does. As I, Like I mentioned, it works for lightning cables and micro usb we're giving away the micro usb version so if you have an android phone you'll definitely want to enter this contest 
Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest tab to enter and win. And, of course, we do have weekly contests, and some are still open, so you want to check on the others as well. Very cool. 604-280-9898. The phone lines are open here on Get Connected, taking your tech calls and questions. We've got uh, Cliff from Richmond. Hey, Cliff. Hi, how are you guys? Good. What can we do for you? I just uh, had a friend build a game uh, computer for me, and uh, it's connected to my 50-inch TV with an HDMI cable. Awesome. But I'm, uh, I can't get sound. I, like when I'm listening, I'd like I've watched a YouTube or something, I want to have the sound that goes with it. Yes. Uh, I'm only getting it out of the computer, not out of the TV or the sound bar that's on the TV. Yeah, so um, great question. Um, you're running a Windows machine, obviously. That's correct. Yeah. Windows Seven. Yeah. Have you gone into um, the control panel uh, into yeah. the the sound? Yeah. yeah, I have, and I saw my television mentioned there. Yeah. But uh, I twiddled around with it, and I couldn't get it to do anything. Yeah, one of the settings in that sound uh, part, and it, it might be in there. It might be in your. Um, uh, depending what your video card is as well, there might be another little control center for that. You've got to select the HDMI as the uh, sound out. On the computer? Yes. And if, oh, okay. Yeah, and if you can find that, then the sound will go to your, your television. I know he put in a real uh, roaring uh, video card. Yes. Uh, you know, it's got more horsepower than most computers. <laughs> So, okay, uh, I'll take a look at that then under the NVIDIA. Yes, uh, if you can go in there and, and look in uh, how the sound is output there. Uh, and again, just look into the control panel. And there's a, you know, Typically, sometimes there's like a, a couple different areas where you can adjust uh, the sound output on there. And just find the HDMI out and select that as the, the primary output. And that, okay. should, that should get it uh, going. Do you have it hooked up to your TV and monitors at the same time? Yes, I do. Pretty cool, eh? It is. This is wonderful. Yes. Uh, I find, uh, though, the, it's funny, like it's an expensive TV. It's a 50 inch beautiful Panasonic TV. Yeah. I, I, the color is actually better on the monitor. I've got yeah. about a 23 inch monitor than it is on the TV. Yeah. Typically, the monitors are, are made for computer graphics. So uh, a lot of times yeah. they might be higher resolution than the television uh, okay. is. But you can't go All wrong right. with a 50 inches. No. Size Next matters, block, right? <laughs> have a good day yeah you too yeah i've uh, done that before got uh you know the computer hooked up to the the big 50 inch tv and and monitors as well normally with hdmi the audio is automatically supposed to come out yeah but be- i think it's because he has a high-end probably graphics card yeah that um there it, it probably has a lot of different functionalities and so what's happening right now is it's his audio is coming out of the back port to go into a speaker, yes, where he just needs to, like you said, change the setting to make sure it's going out via HDMI. Yeah, no, I've I've totally run into this issue mm-hmm. before. So it's uh, again either through the video card if it controls sound in some way, or you know you got to dig into the um, the device uh, section uh, in the control panel and, and find out where the sound settings are and just try to find you know the HDMI as the output. On Ab- that. Absolutely, and there are different ways to circumvent it if you just want to go out through the, the audio port yeah. of, of your computer, but you do need to get a different accessory to have to allow it to have the inputs in the back of the television. Got uh, Mike here on the line. How you doing, Mike? Okay. Hi, what can we do for you? Uh, yeah, we have a bunch of Panasonic wireless phones in the house. Yeah. And I want to extend the range on them. How could I do that? 
Yeah. Um, so you've got one is typically kind of the base one, and then you've got a few other ones that you've strategically put through the house. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, is there? Are you having um, reception issues? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Any thoughts there, Andy? The cordless phones work on that 2.4 gigahertz frequency. Yeah, some of the new ones will run on five though as well. They're, they're trying to move them up, so it depends yep. on how old it is. But in that range, there's a lot of signals going on, yep. and there's you can get interference all the time. Yeah. So one recommendation, of course, is to buy a, a newer cordless phone set. And typically, like how you say, they have a base station, but then they have other ones that you can put around the house. Yeah, so that's the key there. The base station is typically the one that you're going to actually plug into the telephone jack. Yeah. And the other ones in these packages now, you can get them at all sorts of retailers and stuff. You'll get the one main one, and then maybe you'll get two, three, even four additional handsets. And you can stick those all through the house, and they don't have to be plugged into a telephone jack. Yeah. They're basically getting the signal from the base station. So the further they are away from that base station, uh, the weaker the signal. But the problem is for a lot of homes, uh, ideally you want it in the center so yeah. that it's, it, it can, the signal can uh, reach all the areas of the house. But it might be in one corner, say in the kitchen. Or Which the is typical, room. right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's how you run into those problems. But so if you can get that base station and if you've got telephone jacks more kind of in the central part of your home, uh, that will make a, a big difference. Absolutely. And you can get a long cord for your phone jack to put it yep. somewhere that's more central if you don't want to upgrade the entire cordless phone set. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls. Again, the phone number is 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance, one 399 You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Brar. We're uh, open line here, taking your tech calls and questions. The numbers again, 604-280-9898. Anywhere else in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. Got some uh, cool uh, TV shows coming up here in the next uh, few weeks here before Christmas. We just uh, filmed a segment uh, that I really enjoyed in the studio, uh, Robots. Mm-hmm. There's I'll- some really cool robots. You know, the kids these days are just so lucky. And uh, what we were doing was playing with these uh, new robots. So the one that I was playing with was called the Romo. Yep. And it works with iPhones. So you put an iPhone 5 in it. It was from last year's model. I'm sure they're making a new one now. But you put an iPhone in it, and then you have another, say, iPhone or Or an iPad. iPad. Yeah. And it uses FaceTime. So you could drive this little thing around, control it from the iPad, and see what's what's going on. And... That person, if you say, if I drive this up to you, you can see me through FaceTime and I can see you. And you can kind of drive all around the house. So $1,000 <laughs> later in iPhones and iPads. And that was a funny thing that you mentioned when we yep. were talking about it. It's like, you know, it's a very affordable robot, but then you need two Apple devices for it to work. And then um, the other ones were, was Nerf. You know, Nerf, the toy manufacturer, is making some really cool robots. There was one called the Terra Drone, yep. which kind of looks like this spider but it has like this rocket launcher on it that you could use to shoot little nerf bullets um that was pretty cool that was that was cool so we were having this little bat this like robot battle where aj was trying to shoot me down and i'm running away and then you came with the nerf what was that gun called the nerf cam e e s e c s 12 it's like one of those little you know those nerf uh big guns that shoot the nerf bullets but this thing had a built-in uh video camera 
Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> like, an LCD screen. With an LCD screen. So as you're having your, your battles, you know, your little Nerf battles, you can actually film the action. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. Yes. Yeah, you could put an SD card into it. Yeah. Have your little battles and then share that online later on. So it was a uh, it was a very it was probably one of my funnest segments we've ever. I'm done. never growing up, Annie. <laughs> um, Neither am I. We're still kids at heart, definitely. Going to jump here to the phone lines. We've got Selena on the line. How you doing, Selena? I'm good. How are you? Good. What can we do for you? Um, I just need some advice. My daughter is in grade seven, and she's got a lot of her classmates that have Microsoft Surface. Yeah. And she's been asking for it, and she's had a Samsung phone for the past two years and it, it needs an upgrade so i'm just thinking you know instead of getting her a phone not that she needs one we've got plenty of phones in the house that we could just uh, you know recycle but um this is going to be a big investment yeah quite expensive can you give me some advice on uh, what i should look out for when i am making this purchase because i've never really bought a lot of electronics that are this expensive yeah. Uh, so the Microsoft Surface, I think there are, you know, obviously there's a number of different models, but uh, they start up there in the eight $850 range. Um, so what's kind of unique about this Microsoft uh, tablet slash laptop, I guess it's kind of a hybrid, uh, it's it's beautiful. It's, uh, it's essentially a tablet that has this magnetic clip-on keyboard and so portable like this is a dream to take around with you yes. remember the old days with laptops when they first came out they're like 15 20 pounds well this thing is like uh just a fraction of that like a pound and a half uh, and it has a has a built-in kickstand in the back yeah so it's really easy to dock and it functions just like a laptop like you said the case also acts as your keyboard yes but with these the new surface the surface 3 pro or surface pro 3 it also has a stylus so Which is great for taking notes. For taking notes in class. Uh, is a, it's probably one of the best, I would say, tablets for productivity uses. So it makes it great for the classroom or even at work. Yeah. Because you have the ability to use a trackpad mouse that's yeah. on the keyboard. On the keyboard. You obviously can type. You can use your touch interface with the tablet. Yep. Or you could use a stylus. So there's like four different ways to interact and uh, produce content on that machine. Yeah, my recommendation uh, essentially is that uh, go down to one of the London Drugs computer departments. They've got them down there, so you can actually touch and feel this. Uh, there's two different types of keyboards you can get for the Surface. Uh, there's like a really flat, flat one, and then there's one that has more of kind of a tactile, tactile keyboardy feel to it. You'll want to get that one. The flat yeah. one is great because it's so thin and light, um, but it's not great for typing a lot of stuff on. In, in, in my opinion. So you want to get the better keyboard for it because, you know, your child is going to be hopefully typing a lot of her homework on it. Well, exactly. And it, if you get that keyboard that you're mentioned, the tactile one, it's basically a laptop that you have yeah. that can also act as a tablet. So you're getting two for one. Anyway, head down to the London Drugs Computer Department. Uh, they can actually show you the model there. Uh, make sure you get that particular keyboard. And then from there, it's just, you know, how much storage space you want on that um, particular Microsoft Surface uh, tablet because they've got different sizes uh, for that. You know, that being said, um, you know, typically it's probably just mostly homework and stuff. So even a, a base model would probably be, you know, just fine. Because yes. you actually get cloud storage as well. Yeah. So uh, your, your daughter can actually save all of her homework up to the cloud and be able to access it anywhere, which is great. Yeah. 
We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, it's App of the Week time with Christina, so you'll want to stay tuned. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. The people we work with, clients, vendors, co-workers, aren't always in the same office, city, or even country. We need to be able to meet, collaborate to get things done, but communicating via phone, email alone is not always enough. Travel is expensive, and with traffic, even commuting across town takes up a lot of time. That's why millions of professionals rely on Citrix GoToMeeting, and you should too. Just sign up at gotomeeting.ca and launch your first meeting in seconds. Your team can join from their computer or with the GoToMeeting app on their smartphone or tablet. Now they'll see your screen on their screen, so you can actually collaborate in real time. You can even turn on webcams to see each other in HD video conferencing. GoToMeeting allows you to engage and connect as if you're in the same room. It's something that we use at my office all the time for communicating with our suppliers and customers no matter where they are in the country. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting. Visit GoToMeeting.ca today. That's GoToMeeting.ca for your free 30-day trial. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. And now we have App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova. Thanks for coming in studio. What do you got, Christina? Uh, today I have an app for iOS, and it's free on the App Store before you even ask. Um, it's called Hash. And um, they, there's actually a couple of apps called Hash. So to clarify, this is Hash, today's talking points. Exactly the way it sounds, you type it into the App Store and you'll find this app. So what this one does is it actually aggregates the top news stories um, and the conversations that go along with them on Twitter for you. So if you're not a Twitter user, you've heard that people get their news on Twitter and the latest updates, but you're not quite there yet. This is an app where you don't have to be on Twitter. It aggregates these stories for you and all of the accompanying conversations without you having to be a Twitter user and sift through thousands of hashtags. I prefer to get my news on radio from CKNW or QR77. Fair enough. Or Chad 930 in Edmonton. (laughs) Fair enough. But if you want to do it like the way the kids are doing it, this is the way to do it. Well, it's interesting because especially, uh, you know, with these events like the G20 Summit, you know, there's a lot of things happening on the ground um, and you're not necessarily getting those stories through your regular news channels as quickly sometimes. Do do you know why? Because they're having to verify all that. I know, Mike. But sometimes it's kind of cool to get, you know, photos or, you know, the inside scoop of what's happening on the ground. So is this like real time then? It's Or is it? Yeah. So it's actually pulling in the trending news stories and with the hashtag or whatever, pulling all that stuff in. And it's actually really interesting because it it uh, brings in, you know, the opinions of influential people as mm-hmm. well who are on Twitter I, I think this would benefit people who have who follow a lot of people on Twitter because then there's a lot of noise. And so now you have something if you just want the news. Exactly. Like real-time news that's happening on Twitter, you can get that uh, with that. This would actually be great for the uh, elections that are going to be happening today for these the munici- municipal. Look at you tying it all in, Andy. That's yeah, I'm great. Always thinking. Uh, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe I will try this app out. Um, it's too bad you don't have an iPhone. I got one at home. I just don't use it anymore. I, oh, gosh. It's like a music player. <laughs> so this is cool. So Hash, and, and is it complicated to use? No, it's super easy. You just uh, download it and log in, and it just pulls in all of the top trending stories for you. And 
like I said, all of the accompanying uh, conversations, and you can even get some background on the story before you delve into all the tweets that are going out. Very cool. Them. Hash available for your iPhone and iPad. Andy, you've got 10 seconds to say the contest again. <laughs> Giving away the charger leash. This is a cable to charge your Android smartphone that will alarm if you forget to take it with you. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com to enter and win. want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. Luke on the controls, Andy Barar, my co-host and producer, and of course, Christina, for coming in today for App of the Week and all the rest of the Get Connected team. Mike, Andy, and Christina logging off. We'll see you again next week.